Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227, or you can go to wengardministries.org and click the Donate button. Also, if you'd like to sow financial seed into our sending organization called Flights for Hope, please go to flightsforhope.org. Now, last time I talked about the fact that God's will is not automatic. And I started out with the question, if God is so good, then why do bad things keep happening to good people? And maybe you've had that question asked of you. Maybe you yourself have asked that question of someone else. And so if, if you missed that message, please take the time to go back and watch or listen to that as well. It will give you an insight into the heart of the Father. But I, I decided to continue on this today because we need to address the disappointment that most Christians face at some point in their journey. This is not a formula that we are following. It is the pursuit of a relationship with the living God of the universe. Remember, the blessings and promises of God are not automatic, but our primary goal should be to find the secrets to the keys of the kingdom, because in doing so, we learn to know the heart of the Father. So if God's blessings, His promises, and His will are are not automatic, then how do we truly connect with Him? Is this even possible to think of walking as Jesus walked, or are we just fooling ourselves? Didn't Jesus say that we are to bear much fruit? But how does a branch bear fruit? Is it something that is required of that branch? Or does the fruit just kind of grow on its own? Now, I've titled this message today, Fruit is Not Automatic. Now, I know you might say that fruit just grows without the effort of the branch, and you're correct. That that is true. But what I want to talk about today is the one requirement that we have as branches of the vine. So I want to make a distinction here. I know that we can, you know, if you talk about fruit, like the fruits of the Spirit, we can talk, we can read verses all day long about the peace of God and how, how wonderful it is that, you know, when, when that's active in our lives. And, and I'm just asking, how many of us has, have discovered that peace comes to us automatically? It's like both sides of this discussion have kind of kept it pretty broad because it's such a personal and an individual experience. And really, how do you put your finger on true peace? How can I describe this to you? Or how can you describe it to someone else that you care about? We don't know exactly how to explain it, but we know clearly when we are experiencing it. Is this really what Paul was talking about when he said, The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus talked about his yoke being easy and his burden light, but how many Christians today would agree that that is the case for them? Or just, let's take a different one. What about patience? Does that come to us automatically? Isn't it much more common for Christian people to complain about how difficult everything is or Or maybe just welcome the difficulty without even trying to change it and just say, that's the cross I have to bear. Or you never can tell what the Lord will do. Or let's just turn a corner and talk about a different one. What about the first and foremost thing, love? 
I let's see, it's been probably a month ago. I recorded a message uh, that was titled "Love is the Answer." But does love come to us automatically? Do we display love automatically? See, these are just a few of the fruits of the Spirit, and I could preach multiple messages about each one. <laughs> but this message about things not coming automatically is so crucial to our understanding. We have to know that there's a truth that applies to all of these things. Instead of just saying, I'm just going to sit back and just watch it happen. See, most of us really, we don't want to get caught up in the trap of a, you know, a, a works mentality. So sometimes we just say, whatever you want to do, Lord, just do it. That's also not okay because see he already did it his work is already finished but then you know when we have this attitude then someone can condemn us even if it's not intentional it it may or may not be but sometimes you know even they'll say we weren't activating our faith or we weren't exercising our faith or we may begin to feel like a failure in you know either direction and I'm just wondering, because I know this has been conversations that I've had where people say, are, are you saying I don't have enough faith? Or, or they, instead of getting angry, they, they might feel depressed. I just don't have enough faith. Maybe you felt like this yourself. This is such a balance. And, and I'm just asking, okay, so where is the balance that we're all looking for? And the question I have is, did Jesus give us any clues? Now, I want you to read with me or just listen if, uh, to John 15, verses 1 through 7. I don't know. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. So if you don't have that translation, just listen. Close your eyes. Just imagine hearing these words coming from our Savior. He says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. You see, years ago, I, I can remember reading these verses in other translations and kind of being worried that, you know, God's walking around with a big machete and he could just decide one day to just kind of cut me off without warning. It's, it's like, I, I knew the mentality didn't quite feel right, but I couldn't get over the picture of the farmer cutting off branches and throwing them into the fire. I, I grew up on a small farm uh, property, and I can remember my dad, you know, pruning things, cutting off branches. We'd make a pile and light it on fire. We'd just keep 
throwing things into the fire because they were either dead, they weren't connect or they, they weren't producing anything. And, and so we would go and cut them all off. Now, in my understanding of that, I had forgotten about the heart of the father and what his goals are for me all along. So when I read this in the Passion Translation, it finally clicked for me in such a beautiful way. See, Jesus says, the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and then pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Did you catch that? He's doing everything he can to help each branch bear fruit. He doesn't choose whether or not a branch stays connected to the life source. See, he leaves that up to us. It is up to you to stay connected to the life source. Jesus even followed these statements with his loving instructions to stay connected with him as our life source. It's as if he's saying, my father and I will do everything we can, but you still need to open up and let my life flow through you. Do you remember the description of our, our soul being a valve and whether we open it to the things of the spirit or we open it to the things of the body? So spirit, soul, body. When we open up to the, to the things of the spirit, the power of the spirit flows through and, and changes the experience we have in our body. So I, this is another description of this where Jesus is saying, stay connected with me and keep yourself open to my life source flowing through you. As I was studying through this, I kept wrestling with how to describe what is God's part and then what is my part. So I've learned to process this in my relationship with him but how do I convey something so personal and unique to me? And I've gotten it wrong more times than right, and I'm still learning, and I will be learning the rest of my life. So I'm sure you can find a better example, but I just keep pointing back to Jesus. He not only demonstrated this connection by his works, but he also described it continually in his words. So I want you to listen to some more words from John 15. Again, this is in the Passion Translation. And I'm going to be looking at verses 8 through 17. So listen to this. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by His love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. So this is my command. Love each other deeply, as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I've never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last, because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply.
I, I, I could read this over and over, and I have actually been reading it over and over. It's, it's amazing. Did, did you catch this? Living in the flow of life union with Jesus will produce fruit. It may not be automatic, but it should become effortless. It's just like everything else in the kingdom of God. It requires your focus and your obedience and your trust, but it does not require your effort. This is one of the most humbling and really the most freeing things that we can do. When we submit to his life instead of ours, when we submit to his works instead of ours. Do you remember me teaching this truth a little while ago uh, where I said, if you want healing in your body, surrender to it. If you want financial blessing, surrender to it. If you want emotional healing or restoration of any kind, surrender to it. If you don't remember that, go back and listen to it. This is really one of the, one of the keys in the kingdom of God, and it is about surrender to the finished work of Jesus. Each one of, of these areas represents a specific part of God's heart toward us. But I wouldn't even begin to be able to list all of the good things that God has planned for you if you'll only let him. See, trust him. And remember the Garden of Eden. Remember that God's will for us is shown in the Garden. And Jesus even said uh, in, in the Lord's Prayer where he said, uh, pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if you remember that, you think, well, okay, what is God's will in heaven? It's easy to, to know that God's will is perfect in heaven. So Jesus said, pray that God's will happens on the earth, but it doesn't happen automatically. So be honest with him and with yourself. The fruits of the spirit are clearly listed for us, um, actually in Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23, but the fruits of the spirit uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, if you look at that and you think each one of those things is so special, each one of them is, and they are fruits of the Spirit, but they don't come by your own effort. They come by surrendering to the Spirit and allowing Him to produce the fruit through you. If you're not seeing these in your life or in your heart, don't deny the truth and don't sink into condemnation. Allow the eyes of your heart to be opened and you will see God the Father trying to rescue you. He's trying to restore you to fruitfulness. He's not trying to cut you off. He gives us until the end of our life to connect with him. We do this by being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus physically left the earth and sent the Holy Spirit in his place. Now he can connect with every person on the planet who simply asks for this filling. You must be born again first in order to receive this. But I want to encourage you to go all the way with God. Ask for everything that he has for you. Don't stop with your previous experience. Don't stop with anything that someone else has told you. Go to him and ask him for everything that he has. Say, I want to experience 100% of the power of the Holy Spirit Present yourself to him and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me with all that you have, all that you are. See, when you are connected to the true sprouting vine as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. It may start out as small buds or signs of fruit, but as, the time, as time goes on, you will see greater and greater evidences of the Spirit producing fruit.
people around you will begin to notice and will be blessed by the fruit that you are growing. Truly surrender to the vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, and get into the word of God, his word, and believe that he is transforming you to become like him. Love him and receive his love and allow his abundance to flow through you. This will manifest financially. It'll manifest in healing. It'll manifest in many different ways. In fact, we can see these described in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 10. It talks about the manifestation of the Spirit. In fact, I would encourage you, go there, read through this with the Lord, and ask Him for these things. If you're not seeing them in your life, say, Lord, I want these. I want all that you are, all that you have, all that you can offer. Jesus said in Luke eleven thirteen, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So when you ask, He, he wants to manifest Himself through you. And it's for the benefit of those around you. Yes, you will be blessed, but those around you will be blessed as well. That's what happens with fruit. See, the branch doesn't eat its own fruit. The branch produces fruit, and those around it will be eating the fruit. The fruit is for the world. Surrender to him, and his goodness will overtake you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.